Hey guys, I'm so, so excited to share this guest with you today. I can't stop smiling because she's just such a lovely human being. Amy, how are you doing today? Oh, well, I'm doing, I was already doing well and now I'm doing even better after that introduction. You're so sweet. Absolutely. So let's go ahead and start off by you just sharing a couple details about you and your business. Okay. Well, I run a business called Paper Finch Design and I'm primarily a product-based business. So I create, I call it wanderlusty art prints and gift products. Everything's inspired by my love of travel and adventure. And it's all about kind of, to sound cliche, living your best life and getting out there and exploring and really enjoying your world, even if you never leave your hometown. I love that. I love that. And y'all know that I love to travel. So Amy and I are just like little travel bees together. And so now transitioning, we're going to be talking about your brand Bible system. And so kind of describe what your business looked like or what other businesses have looked like before you or they implemented this brand Bible process. Hot mess. Two <laughs> words. That's it. Succinct. I, I love talking about systems and processes and everything they can do for you because I am not naturally an organized person like at all. No. So I love talking about this because it's like, if I can do it, oh girl, you can too. Cause <laughs> it's so out of the realm of my normal. I'm very just like free spirited and uh, my desk is always messy and just not an organized person. But once I started kind of putting systems and processes in place, oh my gosh, it changed everything in my business. Totally. And one of the first and easiest things that I think people should do is, is do what I call a brand Bible. And yeah. it's, uh, it will just kind of, it serves almost as like the, the baseline for your brand. Yeah. I love that. And I think what is funny is that most people who like are messy, chaotic, all of that stuff, like systems help those people. I feel like almost more than they help people who are just like naturally organized. I think that it's because it allows you to just be in your mess and craziness, but <laughs> things are taken care of and you are yeah. the one who has to do them or somebody else is doing them or your software or whatever else, you know, it's like, I, I find it, you know, majority of my clients are definitely not organized. And I think that the impact is just so much heavier with those people that are a little, you know, just like out there doing their thing, wanting to be creative because it's, I think for people who are like systematic, I'm generally a very systematic person. And, you know, for me to just add another system, like at this point, I'm like saving myself, I don't know, a couple minutes a day because all the things that take me a long time generally are taken care of. So I love that you pointed out that you're not like, you know, the super organized, systematic person. Um, <laughs> oh, no. When I first started like setting up, I thought, oh, I cannot, I can't automate anything. I can't get organized because I do things different every time, you know, when I design. Sometimes I start with a font I like. Sometimes I start with a color. Sometimes I just come up with an idea, a theme. Yep. And that's just kind of how I, I live my life in general. It's probably super fun for my husband. <laughs> but uh, I th I, it got in my head that, oh my gosh, I'll never be organized. you know, And therefore my company is never going to grow because it'll just be me and it's messy and everything takes a long time. 
But once I started putting things in place, like my brand Bible, it really just streamlined. I was able to hire. I was able to kind of take on, you know, more work, which then grows your income. Yep. Obviously. Exactly. Amen to that. Amen. What finally drove you to put this brand Bible in place? Was there like a moment? Was there a series of moments where you're like, all right, I can't keep doing X again and again and again. What was the thing that kind of just like was the last straw? You know, it was mainly the fact that I would hire assistants or interns or, you know, kind of combinations of them all. And I felt like I was constantly training them over and over and over. Like they'd move on for whatever reason, either it was an intern who was just doing a semester for school or I had an assistant adopt a baby. So, you know, can't blame her there for wanting to leave. Right. And I felt like I was just saying the same things over and over again. And then just on pure aesthetics, as a designer, of course, my aesthetic is everything to me. And I would kind of say, well, my, my brand is very clean and, and fun and there's lots of white space. And then, or, uh, you know, a very conversational style in my emails. And anytime someone would do work for me, I would just kind of be like, well, that's not right. And then I realized, well, of course it's not right. Cause I never gave them any guidance. I'm kind of the opposite of a micromanager. I'm kind of like, you're hired. Good luck. I'm sure you'll do great. And then I wonder why things aren't exactly how I want them. <laughs> so I started out with kind of the, the basis of my brand Bible, just being my brand sheet. And that, yeah. that, here's my fonts. Here's some pictures that kind of give you the vibe because you could say fun and clean or pastel and girly or vintage and classic. And that's going to mean different things to different people. So yeah. if you're able to hand them a brand sheet with images that kind of, uh, uh, what's the word? Like translate, communicate yeah. the vibe that you're going for. That just is like a super shortcut to, to yeah. working, to bringing someone on and, and making sure they get your aesthetic. Love that. All right. Well, let's get into it. So, Woo! all right. What are the steps that we can take? to emulate or imitate your brand Bible process. So go ahead and just like walk us through the steps, step-by-step, and uh, I'm, I'm excited for this. This is gonna be good. <laughs> um, well, the first thing I always tell people um, when I'm you know, helping businesses, walking, through, walking them through this, is to start by like documenting everything. And that doesn't mean you have to stop and, and start from the very beginning, but moving forward, like from tomorrow onward, start just kind of writing down everything you do as you do it. How, I mean, I'm, I'm talking like step one, go to gmail.com. Step two, click on the button in the top right corner. I don't even know where it is because I'm always right. logged in. Yeah. Step three, like, I mean, ridiculously detailed because here's why you're doing it. You're doing it because you never know if you're hiring I mean, clearly, if you're hiring a social media manager, they should know how to log into email. But if you're hiring, you know, someone else with a different specialty, right. you know, they may not know Gmail. They, right. it's a silly example, but that's just um, right, right. how specific you need to drill down. Or I also love to kind of put it in terms of, I call it weatherproofing your business, mm-hmm. which is like if something happens and you have to step away from your business for a few days or a few weeks, someone else can step in and pick up the ball and at least cover your bases so you don't have to shut your doors. 
that's a whole nother talk, but that's another reason to get a brand Bible in development. So once you've kind of gotten in this, the practice of documenting everything and you're going to feel like, oh my gosh, I feel like such an idiot, you know, step one, go to <laughs> Gmail, step one, open, turn on computer. Like, I mean, right, right. you can always take away the stupid steps later. So err mm. on the side of like, you know, pretend you're talking to like a four-year-old. Exactly. Is right? there like a place that you put all these documents? Do you just use like Google Docs or Evernote or what do you use? You know, I started out just again, all over the place. <laughs> I had some things right. here and some things there and I was on Google Drive for a while, which is nice, but I have found my sweet spots kind of a combination of Google Drive, Dropbox, and then Trello is where I house mm -hmm. like everything. And then it, Trello can link to Dropbox for images and Google Drive for um, documents. And that's kind of been where I've been living for a while now and where yeah. I direct any new hires or employees. Yeah. So I mentioned earlier that the brand board is what I call it. Some people call it a mood board or a brand sheet. But on that, that's like your pure aesthetics. Because I know when you think branding, people just think, oh, a logo. I mean, it's so much more than that. But this sheet really is just the aesthetics. It's like communicating the vibe, like I said earlier. So on that, they're typically one page. And there's all kinds of gorgeous templates online out there. Mm -hmm. um, and what you're going to want on that is just kind of all the visual cues that you want reflected in your brand. So you're going to want your logo, typically your logos up top, any sub marks or word marks, which are um, just variations on your logo, your colors, preferably with like hex codes for any designers that you might be hiring down the road, your font. And I, your, you know, most brands use two to three. I wouldn't recommend any more than three. That starts getting a little crazy. I definitely would lean towards one or two, just a side note. Yep. So you, you want to put your font and a lot of people, and I do this, do the entire alphabet as well in capital and lowercase on your brand sheet, just so that you can kind of, you know, at a glance, look at it. Yeah. And if you have a slogan or not, mm -hmm. and like I had mentioned earlier, pictures to kind of mm -hmm. give the vibe of what you want to convey and maybe some patterns if you use any patterns in your, um, in your brand. So like, since mine is so travel based, I have a lot of pictures of the ocean and I have a lot of, you know, pictures with lots of white space. Cause I love a clean minimalist design, but, but ocean water and palm trees and stuff like that are on my brand board hmm. quite a bit. <laughs> How many pictures do you have? Oh, uh, I think I have five, like five okay. or six is usually okay. And then some people do a separate earlier when I said mood board, that's more for just the images. Some people do a whole page of just images and that's great too. Whatever you need to do to feel like you're conveying your image to whoever you're hiring or whatever freelancer you're working with, or even just for yourself, you're creating something, a product or a web page, then you can look at that aesthetic page and be like, does that fit with this vibe? Yes yeah. or no. And it can help kind of guide you. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. So anything else? Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you know, your, your brand goes, like I said, beyond just the aesthetics. 
Right. So you're also going to want to detail things like how formal do you speak in your emails or in your customer service or in, you know, whoever you regularly speak to. Do you keep it formal? Are you like, hey, girl, hey, do you use uh, emojis or not? These are all things that you should detail in your brand Bible so that if someone starts answering emails for you, they're not, hey, girl, haying your clients who are like, whoa, what is going on with Jordan today? Has she had a little bit to drink? Like, they'll feel like it's you they're still talking to. That's good. So a lot of voice, copy, that sort of thing is in the brand Bible as well. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then the document, the processes that we talked about documenting earlier, just put them all in there. Like, here's how you create the email. Here's how you, I have one for here's how you list products on Etsy and on Shopify, the two places that I sell products. And here's how you, you know, here's some kind of general guidelines for how I like my social media to look. Just basically everything that, how you would do it. So they can pick up the brand Bible, say, oh, how how does she want me to respond to this customer? Or what's, you know, what's a, a common answer to this question about how fast can you ship? That should all be in your brand Bible. Mm, gotcha. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. And I feel like I'm forgetting one major thing and it'll probably hit me in about five minutes and I'll just <laughs> shout it out in the middle of it, in the middle of another sentence. I know it. Do you have an area that you do like you mentioned tagline for the aesthetics, but is there like a mission or like vision values, like any of that sort of stuff, like philosophy that you add to your brand Bible or not really? That's not the place. No. I, yeah, you, you should. It's a, um, that's a good point. Um, I need to do that because honestly, I know mine in my head and I kind of, I, I need to put it in my brand Bible, but yes, that's where it would live. Yeah. And I just thought of the other thing. So one other fun thing I like to do is kind of along the same lines of the brand board and being able to just convey the aesthetics at a quick glance. Mm-hmm. I like to tell people, okay, if my brand was a an animal, it would be this. If it was the weather, it would be this. Mm-hmm. If it was a shoe, it would be this. And just have fun with it, but that would help people immediately get a vibe for your brand. Or if it was a celebrity, it would be this. Just your brand Bible can, I think it definitely needs the uh, brand board and it definitely needs your systems. And then anything else you want in there that makes you feel like it's important to your brand or it conveys the look, the feel, the mood, the tone, it's fair game. Yeah. I love that. And I think one of the fun ones I did recently for a new project I'm, I'm starting is, um, what city like is your brand? Obviously with like travel, I'm like, Ooh, what city am I? And this new project is Paris. And it was super interesting because which like 110 makes sense. At first I was like, that sounds so cliche. Everybody freaking knows Paris. Like I wanted some like exotic, whatever, but it really does like, literally I have photos above my kitchen that are of all of like the arondis malls in Paris and like my mom's side of the family's French and like oh, so there's right. like like literally have two photos in my house that I got off the streets of Paris like it just makes sense and I'm like oh like I really do exude this like Parisian vibe and I was like but I don't want to be like stuck up in like smoking cigarettes and stuff like that was like (laughs) part of Paris that I was like thinking I exuded but I was like no I'm like the charming eclectic 
mm-hmm. vibe of Paris. Like that's, that's the vibe that I, that this project and myself kind of exude. So you're you like riding that. a bicycle with flowers in the basket. You yeah, know? exactly. That is such a good one. I don't know what city yeah, paper finch would be. I mean, that's my like knee jerk would be St. Pete just because that's where <laughs> I live. And, but here's why, because okay. I, lived I grew up in Atlanta and that's where paper finch was for the first five years mm-hmm. and then my husband and I just kind of decided like we want to live at the beach let's go and we moved to St. Pete and it's outdoorsy and there's water everywhere but it's artsy and it's a great community so I really do feel like St. Pete would be a viable option yeah. plus it's kind of like I, we walk the walk like we up and move to live a better right. life you know to yep. find okay. adventure so exactly yeah, what, shoe, what shoe is St. paper Pete. finch I want to know what shoe paper finch is Paper Finch is barefoot. No, oh, as a twist you didn't see coming, that was right? A twist. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. I mean, maybe a flip flop, but really barefoot. But really barefoot. But really yeah. barefoot. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I always love those questions because I think, again, for those of you who have been listening or following me for whatever the two years I've been in business, y'all know that branding has been the like just I avoid it like the plague but I'm learning to embrace the parts of branding that are fun to me and that I understand and whatever else and it's those sorts of fun questions that I understand like if you're like what's the feeling you want somebody to have I'm like I have no idea but like if you're like well what city are you and I'm like well this is what I am and like I can explain exactly but it's just how you frame the questions and how you can start to exude the tone and the mood and the feelings and the vibe Mm -hmm. from the answers to those questions. Like what celebrity would your brand be? Oh my gosh. Who I, so Claude group would be tricky for me to think of, but I think for um, the new, the new brand get to know, get to know me is honestly Amal Clooney. Um, Ooh, yeah. Wow. yeah, I really like her, um, yeah. and her, like her presence, she's very elegant, she's very poised, but also like, you just like, she exudes confidence, but it's not, I don't think it's a, like a stank confidence where it's like, okay, you think you're better than everybody. It's like, I respect you. And she does really cool things in the world. And it's very humanitarian but she also like rocks the amazing Ted Baker dresses. So, so probably, <laughs> yeah. So probably Amal Clooney or even Meghan Markle. I like her too, because she's also biracial like me and she's also very humanitarian and she's super amazing. I can't wait for them to get married. And <laughs> both of your choices, like snagged high bre- like high profile eligible bachelors. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> Yes, that is what that is the the pattern that I would like for everyone to right? begin to notice. Um, so I don't know that our brands would hang out. You've got Amal Clooney hanging out in Paris, being like worldly and exotic, and I think I would be Zoe Deschanel, just like kicking it on the beach in oh Saint Pete. <laughs> yeah, I like I like that one. I think yeah. she's freaking bomb too. I think it's really hard, specifically for me, because I'm such a I'm very duality kind of like, like I'm so a sweatpants, like, like I am right now, messy bun kind of person, but I also love to like come up and like dress up and be really cute and have my mm-hmm. hair done and whatever else. And so it's hard to capture both of those. Right. Um, so that is what it is. But anyway, enough about myself. I'm over here just like blabbing. 
Anyway, I want to wrap up with a few final questions. So what was your best financial investment in business? Well, it's funny because I'm, I just made the largest financial investment in my business by far, but it hasn't come to fruition yet. So I don't know if it's going to be the best or the worst. I really hope it's the best, but I am showing at the national stationery show for the first time next month. So Mm -hmm. I will be presenting paper Finch to, um, you know, boutique shops as well as huge brands like target and anthropology. So it's a financial investment and it's been fun, but really overwhelming. Other than that, I'd say probably hiring my OBM was a really solid move. My online business manager, she's been awesome. So that was, that was a very good move on your part. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And then what was the worst financial investment you've made in business? (laughs) Hopefully hopefully not NSS, but probably just courses I don't need. We've all been there where we like Um, spent so much money on courses like, oh, it's only $97. I need this. And then three years later, you haven't even watched it. So probably courses. I mean, there are some amazing ones out there that are worth every penny. And then, and I'm not even saying the courses I bought aren't any good. I'm just saying I purchased them when I didn't have time. And then they tend to get on the back burner. Like forget that you purchased them. And then a while later, you're like, oh, look at that. I forgot about that. (laughs) Right. Fantastic. It just went into like my course closet and I never opened it again. Um, I'm such like a squirrel person that that's probably mine is just that or like, oh, I love this font. And then I buy it and I never use it. You know, just uh, impulse buys. Yes. Impulse buys. Totally, Mm -hmm. totally agree. Uh, So where can people find you and all of your gloriousness online? Well, I am at uh, paperfinch.com, paper and then finch like the bird. I'm also on Etsy at Paper Finch Design is the name of my shop. And then uh, my Instagram and Facebook are both at Paper Finch Design. Easy enough. You make it easy. easy. Enough. Yeah. Thanks so much, Amy, for coming on and sharing your goodness. I know people are really going to enjoy putting their brand Bibles together. It's gotten me it's so fun. excited about branding, um, which again, didn't think those words would ever come out of my mouth. (laughs) So thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun.